0: You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Michael. Andre. This is a a throwback to uh,
1: earlier in the pandemic days. This is. We're outside, but it's dark. It's cold. It's a little bit on the cold side. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but this time we got Henry uh, kicking around in the backyard and uh, Stella's just watching him. Yeah. This is the difference between a quiet dog and a loud dog. Henry's not even that
0: loud. He's just a pain in the butt. Although, yeah. uh, so we, we've settled into Hamilton. Um, I have registered my pets with the city, yeah. and I had a bit of fun with that. I registered my dog with his um, full Christian name, shall we say that. <laughs> he, and I
1: see he's wearing this cross around his neck.
0: Uh, so uh, according to the city of Hamilton, he is Sir Henry von A-Hole. Oh. But I didn't write A-Hole on the registration.
1: I didn't think you would. So oh, what are we doing here? Well, look, I'm I'm going to write a, an article, actually a couple, uh, but one's going to be in print for Lux Magazine, and it's going to have wines and sparkling wines and uh, some dessert wine and uh, spirits for the first time. And then uh, in November, I'm hoping to do a little bit more on some spirits for the holidays. And I tasted a, a, a quite a quite an array, and I thought mm-hmm. I would uh, tell you to get your buns down here. And uh, check them out with me to see if you liked anything that I picked. Yeah, because we've, we've covered on the podcast before
0: that I'm a, I'm a bourbon aficionado, and I, I got to say I'm, I'm I'm happy for the few times we've talked about spirits for Toronto Life. Like that was really fun the couple of years that we were doing that. But at the same yeah. time, at the same time, you know, I, I think while I feel like I have an educated palate when it comes to whiskeys and, and bourbons. Um, I like the fact that I don't have to scrutinize it the way that I do with, with wine. So I, I enjoy sipping on spirits. We have a, and we have a guest star.
1: We do. We do. Um, I, I, so the person that I trust most when I, I taste spirits uh, is a friend of mine, Sue, who really likes spirits. So I say, hey, I've got 13 or 14 spirits to try. Would you like to? And before I finish the sentence, she usually goes, when? So, Sue, welcome aboard. She's a little bit of an unwilling participant, but you get a few booze. Right, so we'll, we'll get her in here. Right? We'll so, get her up uh, to So,
0: Sue, you, you like spirits. I do. So, what did the ghost say to the bartender when he walked into the bar?
1: I'm just here for the booze. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Del- what? what? Come on, Sullivan. Come on. Just having a chip break. I got mean, these selection chips from Sobeys or whatever. And I don't know why, but they really taste good tonight. And um, so I'm piling them into my face. You're piling them into yours. Sue's piling them into hers. So we're enjoying potato chips and booze. So the first thing that, um, that I decided to, uh, to pour for you didn't, didn't make the article, but was actually one of Sue's favorites. And some, for some reason, the re- one of the main reasons that I want to have Sue on is so that she can explain this. Because you said you didn't like this.
0: No, 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 no. I didn't yeah. say I didn't like it. I said that, y- y- you know what, I'll, I'll say my two cents on it. I actually like this product. Oh, okay. And I have actually recommended this product in other articles that I've written in the past because it's it's not ter- it, it's not bad. It's, it's, actually, it's actually quite good, but if you are a seasoned spirits drinker,
1: you need to tinker a little bit. But Sue, like, what do you well, think about Well, first of all, let's if say you, what it is. It's J.P. Weiser's old-fashioned whiskey cocktail. So it's an yeah. actual cocktail. Like, it's, it's, it's supposed to be. So, Sue, what was the thing that, that, that made you like this one? Because I remember when we tasted it, you were like, it brings me back.
2: Well, because if you go back to the 60s and 70s, these are the kind of cocktails that you used to drink. Only you had to mix them yourself. Now you've got a glass, and you've got the essence of orange, and you've got the cloves, and you've got yeah. the... Si- like, it's all right there. I enjoyed it when we, when we sipped on it. Then I actually stayed for dinner that night, and instead of opening up another bottle of wine, Michael said, do you want a cocktail? So we put it in a glass with ice. Yeah. And I have to tell you, short of adding an orange peel, or, you know, this, this was the cocktail back then.
0: It still is. Like the, it's, it's a cocktail that's made a bit of a, a comeback. Um, that was one, also one of the products that we, we recommended for Toronto Life. One of the sessions was Bar Chef has done. It was a fancy, like, cardamom-infused, old-fashioned. Again, it was, it was a little expensive but well worth the price. But w- my wife and I, we drink a lot of bourbon in the house, and we make our old fashions with
1: bourbon. You sure. Don't just whisper at me. Yeah, no, What you,
2: you, right you just whisper to Michael? Do you, you have no idea how many bourbons I have at home.
0: Go go on and tell me. <laughs> Suddenly Andre's gonna invite himself over. So I don't know if you want to tell. Them. I'm at the point where I get people to mule stuff back to the States for me. Like there's a bourbon I love called Rowan's Creek that I don't think will ever cross the border here made by Willett. Um, for my wife's my wife's and I are our honeymoon. We went to Kentucky because she forbade us going anywhere that makes wine, so it didn't turn into a work trip. And I mean we like bourbon beforehand, but the thing is that cocktail culture I- at least in in Toronto and I think in, in in Hamilton living in Hamilton too like it's really coming back in in style and like I think you have a lot of you know mixologists who are trying to make the most like screwball fancy off the wall drink and a lot of them are really delicious but I mean way too complicated for us to make at home but I think if you walk into any bar of of any decent restaurant from Windsor to Toronto and ask for an old fashioned you
1: would get that cocktail of of your youth. And it's, it's a tasty one. Like, I just... Uh, the, the linger on it is good. So how many bourbons do you have at home?
2: <laughs> right now, I probably have nine. Okay. That you would never find on a shelf.
1: I've got a and comparable amount. I
2: think
0: we're going to have to get together.
2: But when you, when you said that, you had to doctor this up.
0: I think, I think it's a little bit too sweet. I think this... Like, when I make an old-fashioned... We'll do, like, the, the one sugar cube. You take the one sugar cube. You throw a few dots of the... The, the bitters. orange bitters and muddle it down, um, and and when you get, like, the two ounces of of bourbon in that, I find it it takes the sweetness down. This tastes like it's a two-sugar cube with, like, the little bit that Michael Portis. I think what I would do is I'd take an ounce of this and match it with an ounce of straight whiskey. This is Wiser's. I'd buy a good Wiser's and cut it with that.
2: They're not a- they're not asking you to fix this. No. they're asking you to buy the bottle and take it home and drink, or give it to somebody and drink it. Yeah, I get All that. All I'm saying is, this brings back. This is exactly how it was back in the 60s. If it was sweet, uh, probably back then you didn't mind. Like it just it just worked. Cool.
1: All right. So that's that's the J.P. Weiser's old look. It never it didn't make my my first article didn't make the print. But as a as a fun little spirit. Uh, it, it's, it's probably going to make the online, sure. and that was just uh, a, a fun little 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 drink, and I didn't mind it. Sure. I really didn't mind drinking that. I it thought
0: for sure it'd be up your alley. Like it, it's it's definitely better than the Doctor McGillicuddy that you were raving about from Buffalo Grace.
1: I, I am not a huge fan of um, of orange in a in anything, uh, okay, but, okay, okay. but this 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 hit, this hit the mark. So. I'm looking forward to making an old fashioned for you <laughs> down the road now. I think we have a little connection. Um, so. Uh, we're going to move along here. I'm not to sharing. The... Now, Henry Henry's... Andre,
2: could you please get your... I'm not sharing hey, my Henry. chips.
1: Henry. Come here. Oh. So, Henry loves food, as many of our podcast people know. And uh, so, now we have uh, Henry here in the great outdoors, you know, looking for chips. So, the next thing we've got here, and, and this did make my, uh, my article, it's the Jameson Black Barrel. And it's an Irish whiskey... And anybody who uh, follows me knows that I did, um, in, in the uh, spring or early summer, I did an article for, for Lux on uh, Irish whiskeys. And I and it deter- I determined that as much as Andre, well, I, sorry, this probably is not true. As much as you love bourbon, I like Irish whiskeys. Yeah, I,
0: I, I don't think it's quite the
1: same. Correct. I, but, I, I, so... You love, I like, and then I had you over a couple times... <laughs> A couple times and you tried a couple of the ones that I really liked and you were like all over those. You thought those Irish crazy.
0: whiskey is my kryptonite. Every time I've done something stupid in my youth, it was either because at my local in Regina, O'Hanlin's. If anyone goes to Regina, go check out O'Hanlins, the cheapest shot on the bar <laughs> was, was Jameson's. So we would always either start the night or end the night with a couple shots of Jameson's. So every time I did something stupid it was after drinking a profound amount of Jameson's.
1: So I, I, the reason I like this is... What makes, it, it, what's, what, why is it called Black Barrel? Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, it's, got a, it's a charred barrel that, that, it's, that it rests in. So that's why I think it's called Black Barrel. It's the only reason I could figure out. This, um, I, I like the lack of burn. And that's something that I always find in, in spirits, is, is that really heavy, hard... Burned.
0: Yeah, this is probably what,
1: 40% alcohol? It, uh, I think it was like 46. 46? 46, it does not taste like 46. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it, and I just like this one. It was, it was, it was pleasant. It was, it's another one of those drinkable and that's, this is the second or third Jameson that I've liked uh, tasting Irish
0: whiskey. It's soft on the mid-palate. Uh, I think the, the nose does have a lot of, it has a bourbon-esque quality to it, like a brown sugar molasses that you might expect from a, a rye or from bourbon. And it's it's less malty. Like I like I think I like about Irish whiskey is that it's normally a little lighter, a little sweeter, goes down a little a little easier, but this has a bit of an aggressive edge on the nose, in my opinion.
1: On the nose, but not on the palate.
0: No, on the palate, it's
1: it's soft like a cloud. Yeah. I would I would i sleep with that. <laughs> you wouldn't kick it out of the bed for eating cookies. Eating cookies or crackers, one of the two. Sue, your thoughts on this
2: one? I'm just sitting here enjoying it. This is this is so smooth, it's just uh, what more can you ask? Yeah, I
0: It's think... dangerously smooth. And, and mm-hmm. I think the thing I like about Jameson's is it's, um, it's one of the more affordable yeah. bottles. And this is something you could definitely sip this. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a sipper. Like I, I'd put this on some ice to, to sip it, even. Well, actually, you know what? I, don't, I think I'd drink this neat. It doesn't yeah. need the ice cube.
2: Well, I like the um, stainless ice cubes. Like, I don't like to water down. She's, she's hardcore.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, I, I like to throw an ice cube in, in, in most of my whiskeys just to let it, it dilute a little bit. But I've also, I, I, have, a, I have a big love for cask strength whiskeys. And when you're drinking something like 58% alcohol, it does need a splash of water.
1: You, you throw cold Benoit balls in yours, don't you?
0: Uh, I do not throw Benoit balls in mine. And I'm adding that to the swear jar. You will a buck for that one. <laughs> so anyone can Google what Benoit balls are who don't know. <laughs>
1: The cold ones, I meant. You know, the cold ones. <sighs> Michael. So this, this, is, this was oh. really weird to me. And I remember, I'm, so again, this one, this one made, made the, the article. And so what, what are we drinking? This is the Glenlivet. So it's a scotch. But it's, it's aged in Caribbean, or Caribbean. I don't know how people like to pronounce it. Reser- it's called Caribbean Reserve. It's a single malt. And it's done in rum barrels. It's finished off in rum barrels. So, um, I don't like scotch. Like, it's just not my drink. But, you don't say. But <laughs> this one, I don't know, there was something about it.
2: I think it's the rum barrels
0: yeah the, the nose is is very like it's very rum like like it's, it's And that's it, why
2: I think it's one of Michael cuz Michael does like rum.
0: It's not it, it's not dark rum it's like really nice amber rum yep. on the nose like it's it's that golden brown sugar. Wait, did you just give a sip to Erica? Yeah. How did how did that go down? Yeah, she's she's, not well. she's coughing like a 16 year old. <laughs> that's the last one. Know, <laughs> that's the
1: last one she's going to get. Because they do, they just get stronger from here. But <laughs> I haven't even sipped mine. I I still can't get past the nose.
0: The nose is is just that's so fun. lovely on it like it's it's got you, you know what this smells like, and this is what I love about about good good scotch is when it smells like cereal milk.
1: Mm. There is something to that, though. There's
0: like vanilla. Or something like yeah, you got like, like it, vanilla. you know it it smells like 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 vanilla and and, it's and, and like tropical corn, fruit. And smells mm. like
1: cornflakes with with golden brown sugar on it. Yeah, there's just there's something nice about this that that is just I don't know what it's just something about it. And I don't like, again, I'm going to state it, again, for the record, I do not, do not like scotch. And I had people say, you know, you'll know you're, you're maturing when you start drinking scotch. Yeah, and, you're a hopeless case. So. And I had, a, I had a cousin who had an, has an island in Lake Nipissing. And every year I did a wine tasting for them, and they made a nice dinner. And the next day, on the Sunday, we would do... Uh, a scotch tasting and he called his island the rock and we called it scotch on the rock and I did uh and, and we did a, a he usually and he was a huge like he had tons of scotches like he he picked five or six and then he had buddies that came over so we would do like a 10 scotch tasting and I think in that all, and we did that for three years in a row I found one scotch that I was like oh maybe I could drink that this one maybe I could drink this as well and I think I it's, good, it's,
0: well, it's a good way to kind of get through, because Glenlivet is one of the, the entry-level, like, premium scotches, a single malt scotch, and, I mean, it's great because this is, what, like, probably 50 bucks a bottle? 58 I think. Yeah, I mean, like that. that's not too bad. So, I mean, like, scotch, so the scotch that I'm usually drinking at, at home these days is anything from Glen Farkless, which uh, comes through once in a while. They're represented by Ian Hanna and, and Company and Sons. I can't remember the name of it. The... Ian Hannah. Ian, Ian Hanna. Yeah. Um... But it's, it's pricey. To get good, like, good, good single malt scotch. Like, I think the t- the Farkless yeah, 12, which is their cheapest one, is like 72 bucks a bottle, yeah, which not, is still quite a bit. And again, I... I, I which don't mean, I don't mind spending the money for. Like, it's, it's nice.
1: I'm an I'm state for the record. I'm not a scotch drinker, so I would not spend that kind of money to begin with.
0: But, but that being said, like, revisiting these more entry-level whiskeys, for lack of a better term, like, it's, it's, um, it's nice. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I, see, I liked it, too. Mm. I like
1: that the slight tropical fruit <coughs> note in the vanilla. The it's also soft on the palate, too. So, this one's a, kind of a weird one. This is... Uh, so, if you remember when we went to um, uh, the, the, the Quebec uh, wine... Uh, the Saguenay. The, the, Saguenay, the, the Festival, right?
0: Festival de Vin de Saguenay,
1: which hopefully we'll eventually get to go back to at some point. So, we, um, we tasted some stuff from Sazerac. We had the guy on from Sazerac. We talked. So, this is a Sazerac product. Surprisingly, so I guess the master blender from Sazerac is Canadian, and um, this is the High River. It's a Canadian whiskey, so it's made with 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 Canadian rye, Uh, but it's barreled and bottled in Kentucky. But it's considered a Canadian whiskey.
0: The nose is quite soft, though. Like this is this is the least. This is most muted, like the most subdued out of all the whiskeys.
2: But as I pointed out to Michael, so bourbons all have corks. You're never going to get a screw, tap, a screw cap on bourbons. They're all corks. Even though this is considered a whiskey because it's done in Kentucky, yep. it actually has a cork in the bottle, which I find hilarious.
1: Interesting. Yeah, so I, I thought this was smooth. I thought this was easy drinking. I don't usually like Canadian whiskey. <laughs>
0: I, I don't like Scottish whiskey. I don't like Canadian <laughs>
1: whiskey. What the heck? I, 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 I have a, I have a hard time drinking
0: rye. I just I haven't found one where like the flavor profiles are, the flavor pro- I just I just don't like the flavor profile. Like, it usually leans more towards like molasses and like spice joint it, spice notes are generally a little disjointed. Um, i like some of the stuff Gretzky has made, but even then, like <laughs> I, I I'd still rather grab a bottle of Buffalo Trace off the shelf for like forty bucks. But like but that's that's personal personal taste. Like this is a well made. It's well-made whiskey. Like it's clean on the palate, yeah. clean on the finish. Yeah. Um, you know, the the nose and palate match up pretty perfect. Like, and there's nothing
2: there. The spices aren't overpowering them no. to make you feel like it is a whiskey. Like it just. It doesn't
1: taste whiskey-esque to me, which no. always means you know it burns like 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 you know acid fire down your throat.
0: I do like the the talking point from it that it's Canadian whiskey made in in the states. I think I think there's a lot of Canadian club is made in the states. If I'm not mistaken okay. but
2: but it's bottled down there which is i think
0: yeah there we go unique
2: that that's why they're doing corks instead of screw cap
0: that being said i i know weller sometimes comes in with screw caps
2: not the good one
0: uh yeah the, i've had i've had the weller 12 with with uh screw cap on it they, they're in the middle of like changing packaging up it's it's really weird
2: well then maybe i haven't had that one because you know i it?
0: can i can change that
2: already now now, since you two <laughs> like your bourbon, yes. this is the one that's probably gonna
1: really float everyone's boat. This is the seven, small batch 1792. Oh yeah. And um you've both been looking forward to this one like
2: because this is the black label. It's not the red.
1: Yeah. So
2: Oh,
0: so this one's the fifty-eight dollar one? I guess yes. so. Is that the Yes. Either way, like 1792 <laughs> is, is the same. It's got a red ribbon. label on
1: the back, but on the on the no, front here it's black. It, the fronts are all all the, very that, similar. That,
2: that's that's what that's what makes it a black label. That when you're looking at it, it, it's black. Okay,
1: so this is the black label. So
0: 1792 is what I keep in my house as a as a sipping bourbon. Um, just I, th- I think it's like 42 bucks right now at the at the LCBO. It's great, neat. It's good with an ice cube. It's
1: I, on I, sale. I know that for sure.
0: Well, I find it. I find it. I find it a lot smoother than Makers. I find it a lot smoother than even the Buffalo Trace entry level. Because for all the premium whiskeys in my house, I drink a lot of. Stuff that comes from Sazerac and Buffalo Trace. So like, Weller's made by them. Eagle Rare is made by them. Uh, Blanton's is made by them. So, like, that's usually my go-to. But uh, for entry level, you cannot beat 1792, in my
1: opinion. Well, I, I, did, uh, I did try the Buffalo Trace, and I, this was the one that made the article. I thought and this yeah. was the one that was, was the maybe much Maybe you are better. learning a thing or two. Andre, <laughs> I hate to say this because it is the name of your sex tape, but maybe you are rubbing off on me. So... <laughs>
0: See, I like. There's like a, a nutty note. There's like like a pecan pie feel to this. Like on on the palate, on the nose, it's got that like freshly cracked pecan mixed in with. You know, it's
1: more pecan shell. I would go with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you, I think you're right on that. It's it's. it's yeah. Okay. So I, I so I liked that one, but once you two have finished this particular one, I I do have one more. For you and I didn't. Sue, what's I didn't your
0: favorite? What's your favorite bourbon? I, I mentioned mine. I mentioned my favorite, Rowan's Creek, and like I really hope someday someone I like brings Like angels that to envy. The yeah.
2: I really, I I, I like the flavor mm-hmm. when I'm smelling it. I like the flavor when it's in my mouth, and and when you sw- it just it warms all the way down without any of the burn, without any of the. Yeah.
0: I, I that's um I'm starting to see that more and more at the at the LCBO
2: now. What's it called? Angels, angel's envy. envy you can see angel You can wings. tell I,
0: I do not shop the uh, the boubonise it's, it's, it's kind of a cool it's kind of a cool bottle bottle because it's, it's got like a, a shape almost like a, a vase but in, in two degrees but it, when you put the angel wings on it like it's got the silhouette of angel wings oh. on the side of the bottle I'm, I'm not sure the backs are because I'm not as familiar with with that whiskey but like I know there's a lot of talk when you're making whiskey about the angels share and the devil's yep. share right and then you talk about that talk about that in wine making too the angels take their cut and with whiskey like when you're making good good whiskey you know like a good 12 year old aged bourbon or or scotch like you're talking about a barrel where half the barrel over half the barrel is gone to the angels sounds like i just walked into an r kelly conversation i don't get it what did i say 12 year old oh my god michael
2: (laughs) that's gotta cost money
0: yeah I'm, i'm putting another dollar on you on the swear jar for referencing r kelly what is with you? It's like you're, you're trying to find loopholes in this swear jar thing.
2: So like, Bob Dylan's Heaven's Door? Yeah, it's not bad. The bourbon.
1: Yeah. Well, even the rye is pretty good, too.
2: No, but the bourbon is better.
1: Yes, the bourbon is better. <laughs> bourbon is better. We got alliteration going right here, right now. All right, are you two finished your... Cause this no, was, I'm,
0: still, I'm still enjoying it. I'm okay. still enjoying this mm-hmm. it. Was, this Speaking was, of alliteration, <laughs> is, is, has everyone finished Ted Lasso?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, God, that was... Oh, so fantastic. Sue, have you seen Ted Lasso? No.
2: Okay, I I know
0: we're, I think we're at the point where, like, things are starting to reopen and there's a little bit less everyone sitting at home watching TV, but if anyone needs to pick me up after the pandemic, sit
1: down and watch Ted Lass. (laughs) Oh, it was so great. I could not, uh, there was so much, there was so much good
2: laughter in that. I can't pour this.
1: Okay. So I know we can take we can I'm take sorry. a moment. I'm also I'm like sorry.
2: Thank I know. You. I know. Michael
0: gave me a, a short pour, which was, was irksome at first. Would you but like then Would you like a little more? Mm. I do not because yeah. I'm I have to drive home after this. All
1: right. So mm. I didn't want to short pour anybody. I just I didn't want to get uh, any kind of drops on the computer because I'm pouring over the computer. So
0: I'm also not used to drinking this neat. Um, I, I find with bourbon in general just because it is a little bit more. Aggressive. Do not
2: say you put ice. I do. please do not I
0: love it I love it with an ice cube
2: oh we're gonna have oh fisticuffs my. right here I right like now I like to let
0: the flavors mellow I like to let things soften a bit I find wow. that the spice note just softens right up. But, but that's okay uh, if you come to my house I'll serve you the whiskey however you that's, want
1: that's on sex tape. I like okay. to let things soften a bit <laughs>
2: <laughs> but also, do you have, like, you do crystal glasses, like you're... you're yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: crystal It's
0: not like I'm serving them in Ikea juice glasses. We have proper stemware and this and that. And it's... But just
2: alone that you're saying you're doing ice in, in a bourbon. I just... Like, I feel like you just stabbed me.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know. We were at the tasting
0: at, at Willit we over we here. We were I can t- see t- it. We did the tasting at Willit, and they talked about, like, putting a splash of water in the, in the bourbon, too, so I... But know.
1: I understand, so my understanding is when you do put that splash in, it's for tasting purposes, not for drinking purposes.
0: Well, I like my I like my bourbon a little dilute. I'm sorry if that's sacrilege to anyone, but I, I find that it just focuses the flavors.
2: Perhaps one day he will grow up.
1: See, I told you we're not both we're, we're both not mature. <laughs> <laughs> one drinks spirits, but it doesn't mean that uh, that he's there
2: yet. I don't mean to offend anybody, but like my goodness, when you're going to get some really good stuff. Michael just mentioned now, all I have to mention
1: is Bill Cosby, and I've hit the tripod. Oh my <laughs> God! Oh,
2: that's another dollar.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was trying to send you a good Bill Cosby joke earlier this week, but it just didn't work. I've got to work on it.
0: Oh my gosh. Is <laughs> there such a thing? Anyways, what's our next? I, wait, so you still got a bit in your, your glass. Oh, I'm I done. understand that there's some people who really hold it holy to not dilute their, their spirits, but like every time I've been around a, a master blender or, or, or people who are really in the industry, you know, they say drink it how you like it.
2: I'm, I'm all with that. But if you're, when you're doing your wine tastings, which I'm sure you both have done. No. If you, if you drink your wine in a cellar or in the cellar temperature that a winemaker wants you to drink it, it's totally different than what you have it in your own home.
0: Yeah, totally. That's true.
2: Why, why wouldn't you drink bourbon the same way? Do you think the Do you think the guy that's out there and he's taking the barrel or the copper kettle and he's trying his bourbon? He's got oh, let me add an ice cube to because this. I don't.
0: I don't think you treat spirits the same way you treat wine. Like it's a completely. I don't think it's a, a fair comparison.
2: It is. I think when you're doing bourbon, I think when you're doing high class stuff, and to me, bourbon, single malt Scotch, I, I, I like. I really think that's good, and you need to drink it straight. And if you can't do that. No, I will not finish. Ding, I'm... ding.
0: I, oh, I it's don't... fair. Come you No, I don't know. I'm at a point where there's, I'm, there's an agree to disagree moment. Like, I, 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 understand the, I understand the argument.
1: What is that guy's name? Michael, whatever. Name Let's go. Oh, don't
0: ready don't, say, it, no, don't I, say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. We'll have to pay him. He might sue us. I don't think so.
1: I didn't know that was
2: a. No, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I, I do. To each their own. But do not try something unless it's the way the maker wants you to try it first. And then if there's something that you don't like about it, add a shave of ice or add a dribble of water. But like don't dilute anything that you're drinking. Like an ice cube in a bourbon. I'm sorry, there's gotta be somebody up there saying, Oh my goodness, what is wrong with this person?
0: I am making it taste better. <laughs> for you. Only I'm making it your, taste better okay, for you. Okay, in your opinion.
1: For your, I'm I'm for it no, fair enough. For, for I, his,
2: I, for his palate. Is, no, this is my first time here. I shouldn't... I shouldn't no, be no, no, no. That's it's the good. point of this well, the
1: podcast. It's to bring... So, you know, what? Let's, let's, you know what? Let's put it out to the audience if you are a spirits drinker. I, I, I'll, you, I'll bet you the audience is going to be pretty split on this. Do you side with Sue that drink it the way the person wanted you to drink it? Like, you don't throw water or ice cubes into wine...
0: Yeah, I also don't throw water or ice into whiskey willy-nilly. I taste it before I make the choice, but a lot of the whiskeys I'm drinking, like like I said, like the Weller Antique one oh seven is is fifty-seven percent alcohol in the bottle. It needs an ice cube to take the edge off of that.
2: Excuse me, then drink less.
0: The Glen Farkless <laughs> cask strength bourbon is 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 or uh, sorry, the Glenfarkless cask strength whiskey is like sixty percent alcohol in so the So folks,
2: bottle. I think this may be the last time they're gonna ask me here because I like just Andrea, drink, I, I, I understand what less? you're saying. No, I under—I—I I, I do get what you're saying, but seriously, why would you water down a really good product?
0: Because it makes it taste better for me. For you. Yeah.
2: Well, then maybe you're not buying the right product. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I'm. Oh my God! See, I shouldn't be no, here. No, but that,
0: but I mean that that's okay. I mean this is one where I can I can I I, I really do understand where you're where you're coming from. But like I really enjoy my whiskeys with the ice cube in it. Like that, it it really makes something transcendental. So, uh, so for again,
1: me. I bring it to uh, to to the people uh, uh, who listen to our our podcast. If you are a spirits drinker, how do you? Not mad at me. Right?
2: <laughs> I
0: just asked if she was mad at me. I've worked with blockhead conservative talk show hosts for. 20 years of my life. No, I'm not talking about Michael. I'm talking about the... And
1: this guy. And me.
0: So <laughs> I, 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 There's plenty of room in my disposition to agree to disagree with someone, and I can take the debate.
1: So I'm going to move you on to what I just poured you in your glass. Both of you have finished this.
0: <laughs> uh, I've not finished it. But not you're getting quite.
1: close. I think I gave you a hard pour on that one.
0: This is, uh, this is something I would love to make a London fog with this. But it's only because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> so,
1: so this brings me back to something you said to me on the streets (laughs) of Saguenay, which was, you have the whiskey taste of a 12-year-old girl. I think I said 16. Whatever you said. 17. (laughs) It could have been 17. A teenager.
0: I mean, mean 12-year-olds aren't drinking a lot of whiskey, unless I I guess you're in Quebec. I may have said 12 years old because I think if you're (laughs) Quebecois.
1: So this was one of my favorites that we gave the whole thing. It's called Cabot Trail Maple Cream. Yeah, this is
0: one that's popping up in a lot of... Friends, houses, and sellers, and I think this is starting to replace
1: Baileys in a lot of people's homes. this
2: really tastes like maple syrup.
1: It does. It's got, so as I I, I was doing a wine tour today, and I was talking to these ladies, and I said, imagine that Werther's Candies, uh, maple sugar, and um, butter tarts had a liquid baby. This is what you're talking about. And it is just, you know, creamy, (laughs) smooth, buttery. But yeah, it does have that maple syrup. But there's also like a little bit of linger of, of pecan pie. Like there's just so much going on here. And yet, even if you didn't want to examine it like I just did, so, you Sue, just drink it. Would you drink this straight or would you put this into a cocktail?
2: I would drink this straight. This is a straight
1: Okay. Are you just saying that so no. I'm
2: not backing
0: you into a corner no. in your
2: argument? Truthfully. Oh yes, I did. I, I I could do. I could put this in my coffee. I don't. I'm not a Bailey's person. Bailey's I find too sweet. This because of the maple syrup.
1: So. And you once worked in a maple syrup, at a maple syrup place. So.
2: So maple syrup is the only sweetener that people with diabetes is allowed in their diet, or is allowed in their. So when you're making coffee or you know somebody comes over and they really want a sweet coffee and you don't do flavored coffee in your house if you have maple syrup you can actually dribble it in their coffee and they figured they've got their sweetness that's the way i feel about this instead of bailey's bailey's i find actually too sweet but this one i think i could actually put in my coffee cool you're you're both you they're both looking at me like i'm strange
0: no, not at all. We were just listening to what you were saying. I, I, don't, I don't drink coffee, but I would toss this in some tea. Like do uh, a, <laughs> do, uh, I don't know, how would we describe it as, as like the, the boozy equivalent of a London Fog? The Cockney London Fog? Well, I have
1: the London Fog from uh, Starbucks and it's tea.
0: Yeah, London Fog is it's Earl Grey tea, a bit of vanilla and frothed milk. Yeah. But I imagine like tossing this in some of the frothed milk, I should wonder if this would froth.
2: Mm. I bet it would.
0: i would be all over that. We'll have to figure that one out. i to—I got to... Bailey's... Frother. If
2: Bailey's will froth, this guy has to froth.
0: Oh, if Bailey's froth, then I, I got to buy some of this and make it a lot of
2: fog tomorrow. Oh, that'd be great. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I...
1: If you two want to debate a little more, i got one more cream if you want to try it. No, I think, I think we're good. Okay. All right.
0: I'm going to go home and open up a really good bourbon and put an ice cube in it. And raise a glass to you, Sue.
2: You know what? I will send you...
1: And she's going to go home and take a nice big... Dedicated to you.
2: No, I'm not. I'm going to home. I'm going to open up a bottle of bourbon, or I'm going to have a shot of bourbon of something maybe that you might not know. And dedicate it to you.
1: And dedicate it to me.
2: Sure. Take a picture of
1: it. <laughs> and send it. Studio social media?
0: Yes. Do there's... you want people to follow you?
2: I'm not so sure. Alright. The reason I say this, Andre, is so I'm I'm I had, I just I'm doing a kitchen renovation that has taken me from March the 15th, with nothing in my kitchen, no water, nothing nothing to cook in, until now. So I've got my oven and I finally have water in my kitchen. I've decided this horrible little table that I got at the end of my hall is now going to be my bourbon bar. Because I have so many bourbons that I haven't been able to share or drink with anybody, because I don't know where my glasses are.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> She's I'm not been taking them right from the bottle.
2: And I'm not, no, Michael knows me. I'm not one to drink something out of a, I'm, I'm not a stemless person. So yep. this has been very difficult for me because I like to do sparkling wine Fridays like Michael and Erica does. I recently bought stemless glasses to do sparkling because I so miss sparkling wine. Yep. But I have not had a great cocktail. I've not had a good bourbon I've not these bottles are sitting there saying "Na na na na, you haven't opened me. I finally decided I bought myself new glasses because I don't know where my other glasses are.
1: nothing like losing your glassware It, it it's no, I couldn't good. even imagine like it would be the last thing I pack is don't want to be- that was the first thing we moved because of the Zaltos think, that you gave I me do. for the wedding. Do I?
2: Yeah. No.
0: They got a special trip. The Zaltos got a Thank special you. trip on yeah. their own. Well,
2: like, well like. because I... No, I don't think I do. Everybody's going to All right.
0: So, Sue, what does this have to do with you and <laughs> social media? Well, that's
2: what I'm saying to Erica. I don't think I do. I've got so many issues going on in my own brain. I don't think I need anybody else telling me what I should and shouldn't do.
0: All right. Well, Go I'm Andre Prue from onrewineview.ca. <laughs> you can follow me on all social media because this is the part of the podcast where we start to wrap. <laughs> uh sue thank you so much for coming on actually i appreciated the i appreciated the debate i'm looking forward to hopefully getting some response from some of our listeners yep michael when you post this um on social media do you mind putting a poll up on the instagram do you think you can do that
1: i can definitely do that yeah let's do that
0: yeah. Yeah. and um follow us on patreon patreon.com slash two guys talking wine you know it uh, the grassroots support lets us keep the wheels on and, and keep this thing going so we appreciate the people who are doing it and um Someone has taken us up on doing a tasting. We've started the process of planning a really great tasting, and we've been taking it step by step as COVID goes on. So uh, come January, we're going to be doing a, a, a nice tasting with one of our, our dedicated listeners, and we appreciate that.
1: Michael, who are you? Oh, that's a good question. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm the one who... No, no, who, who are you? I know, but I am the one who, who makes off-color remarks about celebrities who have fallen from grace. That's who I am.
0: Let's see we got our... Helly. we got bill little cosby Curry. who else we got gonna throw in a, a juice joke in there a little oj
1: <laughs> that would be killer wouldn't it Aww. uh i'm michael pincus of michael Pinkus uh you can find me at the grape guy sometimes as michael pincus sometimes as michael pincus wine review uh we appreciate you listening and as always please as, don't cancel us <laughs> as, as we're looking at the night sky and the stars coming out it only means one thing good night Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.